All right, bitch. So you're hanging out, and uh, you're going down to do a set at the Velveterum. Ooh. Friday, eleven o'clock show. Nice. What's what's going on? What's the show? Um, it's just it's it's uh, a bunch of the uh, the tallest comedians in Austin. <laughs> They're all performing. Who do we got on there? It's uh, you, Danny Goodwin. Me. Um, there's Enzo Priestnitz. You gotta get Enzo in there. Um, Michael Priest is kind of tall. Yeah, but he he didn't make the cut. Oh no! Uh, there was uh, <laughs> there's someone that like you've never heard of before. His name is just Gronk. Bronk. Gronk. Gronk. Oh, Gronk. His name is Gronk Bronk, and he is uh, Gronk. Oh, he's like huge. He's like seven and a half feet tall. He has no comedic timing whatsoever. How deep is his voice? Surprisingly high. <laughs> He talks in a high voice, and uh, you get the feeling that like he might not be from this planet. I, th- yeah, I've got a pretty striking suspicion. Right There's this now. one uh, thing where it's clearly like five children in, in in a trench coat. That old gag, right? But like the person on top, uh, her name is Samantha Billingsbottom. She's so like naturally funny that like they're like, I oh, will allow it. So, so Samantha um, Billingsbottom, she's really good. Well, it's like seven of them. There's like seven kids in a trench coat. <laughs> right. So but, it's kind of like a, a bit of a Banksy situation, right? It's very reminiscent of Banksy. <laughs> she actually does like a two-minute routine about Banksy. Like who are the kids in the in the trench coat, you know, who's really pulling the strings? Um. So at the bottom of this trench coat, there's a, uh, a kid named... Um, Jackie Flowers. <laughs> He's got like a super deep voice. Teeth are all over the place. All over the place. She's like, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, after him, there's um, Amanda Peels. Amanda who? Peels. Peels. Uh, above her is uh, this kid. Amanda Peels. Yeah. Above her is this kid, uh, Melvin Von Drake. Of the Von Drake family. Oh shit! Yeah, they um they invented those like cane guns. You know what I'm talking about? No. So you know how like you can have a cane and then you pull the cane oh. up and it's like a weapon. Oh, the Von Drakes. Yeah, made the Von Drake family invented it, and so like they are made in the shade. In stark contrast uh, to to that person, there's this uh, woman. Well, this one's not a woman, but she's a little girl, and her her name is Beatrice. Kaminsky. Okay. And she is like dirt poor and she's just trying to like, you know, help her family out and stuff like that. She right. fucking hates the Von Drakes, dude. <laughs> um, there's this kid. Kid number five is named Bruce Skull. Bruce Skull. Nice enough guy. Uh, number six is um, this, uh, this, this little girl and her. Uh, now, these are the people in Samantha Billingsbottom's trench coat. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the last one, number six, uh, her name is. Uh, uh, What's her? Cassandra name? Watermelon. <clears throat> she seems like the star of the bunch. She's got like a. Everything she wears is green. <laughs> so, anyway, so you're running the valve to do this show, and um, you kind of like. You're running a little bit late. Uh, you kind of walk in. Uh, the door guy, Michael Park, is out front. Yeah. He's like, live stand-up comedy. Get her grinning. She'll start sinning. 
he sees you and he goes, <laughs> Danny Goodwin. He's like, this crowd's on fire tonight. Don't light a match. <laughs> His left eye glows red for a split second. Oh my God. You walk in. Um, you know, and like the crowd is like going crazy. Yeah. That trench coat kid is fucking murdering. Oh, you. I believe it. Yeah. Cassandra it's, Watermelon. Yeah. I mean, say what you will. Sure. Great writer. <laughs> They're doing like impressions. It's, it's fucking crazy. It's yeah. like everything you ever wanted in a live stand-up comedy. Uh, you go up next. You fucking eat shit, dude. You're just <laughs> no. Like, Why? Because you go up and you're like super cocky. Like, like, like you grab the mic and you go, how's the show been? And everyone's like, great. And you were like, huh. That's weird. Seeing this lineup, I thought it was going to be bad. <laughs> Fuck these guys. Danny Goodwin. And they're like, what? And then like you you just do a bunch of cocky shit. Like right. you're just like just being an asshole. Yeah. You're just like my fucking dick. And people are like, what the, What does this even mean? Right. So it's just you just eat shit. Did they love Gronk Gronk? They loved him. <laughs> Gronk Gronk murder. Gronk right? Gronk fucking kill. Just the opposite of eating shit. Not only was he not eating shit, the exact opposite. He was actually putting shit back in people. Like it's it's like this crate. That's how good that. All right. Yeah. The picture's been painted. So uh, you kind of just like walk off stage. You eat shit again, walking off the stage. You <laughs> oh, trip. No. And you hurt yourself, and you and you, and you go ow when you <laughs> land. It's dead silent. <laughs> <laughs> you walk to you're just like fuck this you decide to leave yeah. and um you walk out and as you walk out the door guy michael park is like holy shit nanny what happened <laughs> <laughs> you uh turn around to say something he just uh flicks his lit cigarette back inside the valve oh my god and you're like you know what i'm, I'm not whatever so um you go home uh and you're you're just kind of like upset you know what i mean uh <laughs> You go to sleep. You dream of a silver wolf. <laughs> you wake up and you're like, uh, all right, well, what am I going to do today? You know what? I'm going to go to that new library that just opened. You know what I'm talking about? The library? Dude, that library rules. I would it's love on, to go I there. I believe it's on Cesar Chavez, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Great library. Chavez, yeah. So you're like, I'm going to go check out that. That new library. You've always called it library. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know. This isn't a bit. Like, you always, I truly don't know how to pronounce the word. You, oh, no. You know how to do it. Oh, God. I hate that. But you're like, you think to yourself, I'm drawing a line in the sand for decency. <laughs> it's library. <laughs> you're like super into this. <laughs> so you go down there and you walk in and uh, you kind of say to yourself, the library and this guy fucking buys like it's library as oh, he leaves God. you don't pay him any mind like fuck that guy <laughs> who is he <laughs> oh man yeah so you uh, the me falling on the sword for <laughs> library well it's just what you hate always, it. <laughs> that's what you always called it so uh you're kind of like all right whatever and you kind of decide to explore a little bit and uh it's pretty cool man they got books from like all over um you go to like this there's just there's like you know a great nonfiction section with so many different subsections there's just um latin american history you're like that's pretty cool 
There's uh, one that, that's just called uh, Danny Goodwin History. What? He has an exhibit, but it's uh, unfortunately it's closed the day that you go there. But um, so <laughs> I can't look at the Danny Goodwin exhibit. No. So eventually you start, uh, you end up on a floor and um, you don't really remember what floor it's on. Yeah. You start walking up and down the aisles, just looking at, and like they don't seem to really be classified as any uh, genre or anything. So you're like, what the hell is this? And suddenly your hand touches a book. This book fits in your palm perfectly. <laughs> it's, it's almost like it was made to do that. Oh, no. <laughs> I think I know where this is going. You think about batteries. <laughs> you think about how, you know, AA batteries, like, you just kind of put them in. And they start working. You feel like your hand is a battery. This fucking book is the spark needed to get out of this shitty life that you're living. <laughs> so, so this book fits perfectly in your hand. Let me ask, what color is it? Green. Oh. A tear comes to your eye. It's interesting. Because it's so green that your it actually reflects onto your tear as it rolls down your cheek. And for a moment. Your tear is that brilliant jungle green of that book. So what do you do? I've been in this situation before when it comes to encountering books. So I'm going to see how this one plays out too. I'm going to, I'm going to open that green book. It's called the secret history of birds. Oh, so uh, it's it's by uh, uh, this isn't Jimmy Page. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, all right. Well, now this is where things take an interesting turn. The Secret History of Birds. Uh, it's written by uh, a guy named uh, Horace Constantinople. Uh, oh, <laughs> and then parentheses. The secret. 15 AD. Oh, no. It's an old book, dude. And it's like in great condition. From what uh, you're immaculate. <laughs> it's green. It's actually, this book, it's the best <laughs> taken care of book you've ever seen in your life. Holy shit, it's 15 AD. Almost like the people taking care of it knew their lives were on the line. You don't know how you know that, but you know that as you run your finger down the spine of this book you go to the back it feels incredible you go to the front you feel that design the secret history of birds an electric charge rolls through your entire body in slow motion what do you do do you open it or do you um... I have to open this book I have to see what's in it. So you start reading it, and uh, basically just tells the secret history of birds, how they originally all lived on the moon, but now they, uh, they were, they're stuck here on Earth. They really want to leave. They're pretty upset. That's why they're always caulking and stuff and calling and stuff, and flying is horrifying and really scary. Yeah. And eventually it gets to a part where they talk about the falcon priest. Whoa. Who's that? 
they go on to say that uh, the person, the human who is um, able to uh, have three falcons fly down to his hands, he becomes a falcon priest. And he <laughs> will help the birds against their ancient enemy, the Parliament of Cats. Oh. What do you do? Well. <laughs> I have to learn how to become the fucking falcon priest. I think that's what's going to make my, that's going to give the spice my life needed yeah. in this moment. It says, when it mentions the falcon priest, it says, in parentheses, go to page 69. Uh, well, that's where we're going. That's the page we're, we're flipping you, to. It just says, LOL. <laughs> you flip the next page. They talked to the Falcon Priest after that. So basically, uh, the Falcon Priest, like I said, is a guy who can call down three different Falcons to his hands. Right. To defeat the Parliament The of Parliament cats. of Cats. And basically, once you do that, you're given great power. I need, I need this. I need to learn how to get this power. You go outside. You look up at the sky, and it's the damnedest thing, because there are, like, hundreds of falcons just flying around. One of them has sunglasses on. You don't really know what the story is there. What do you do? <laughs> um, yeah, I keep on moving, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I just... The thing I keep thinking about is what kind of powers am I going to get as a falcon priest when I when I have these three falcons? What's that really going to do for me? So when you, when you looked at the page, it said um, it said your power level. It said intelligence eight Whoa. out of ten. And what am I now? Two. Oh God. Strength ten. Oh. Energy projection. Energy projection. Eight. Be honest for strength. What's what's it at now? Negative two. <laughs> All right. Like you, um, you threw your back out, uh, trying to uh, get rid of like a ant hill. You like leaned over an ant hill. It hurts so bad, dude. Yeah. So your strength is not is not looking good. And then uh, agility uh, four. And um, charm ten. I like this. So if you become the uh, the Falcon Priest and you decide to fight against the Parliament of Cats, you get pretty super powered. <laughs> no, I think we need this. We need this upgrade to happen for sure. Yeah. So what do you do? <laughs> there's hundreds of falcons in the sky. I. They're just float. They're just flying around. Flying me. Flying around. And they're not, they're not around you. They're way up in the sky. They're not like uh, bothering you. Well, I gotta make my first move to get them down there. Maybe, um, maybe I play a little music. What do you play? Yeah, I whip out a harmonica, and uh, you know, <laughs> play some holiday hits. So you take out uh, the harmonica and you start to play uh, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yeah. You get three notes in, and then a falcon comes down and like swoops down and just takes the harmonica from you. <laughs> oh, you watch it fly away, and like you don't know how you like you know this makes no sense, but you're pretty sure it flies it into the sun. Fair enough. So what do you do? I, um, you look down at your wrists. Your wrists are glowing green. My wrists are going. 
glowing green. They're glowing green. Have I felt any superpower changes? Not even a little. You haven't done it yet. Oh, that sucks. So far, all you've, all you've done is had your harmonica stolen, and now your wrists are glowing. <laughs> so what do you do? Well, to call down three falcons. <laughs> the, this is what I'll do. Yeah. I'll just be honest. I'll open up. I'll tell them the situation. Yeah. Listen, falcons. I'm just like you. I can be your priest. Your falcon priest. Do they listen to me? So you get through that, and uh, you kind of have like your eyes closed as you're shouting up that uh, that up at them. Yeah. And then um, you kind of open your eyes, and they're all like, they're all like right next to you, basically. Yeah. Um, they're all on top of like structures and and shit like that. So, but so they're not like floating in the air or anything, but they're all like right in front of you. Okay. What? Do, what and then they rip your skin off. Oh no! <laughs> they peel your skin from your goddamn bones. It takes uh, about an hour and a half. You uh, trip uh, over a uh, discarded um, frisbee, and uh, now you're on the ground. And all the falcons come down and, and just rip your eyes out, your tongue out. One one of them comes down and takes your teeth out. What is left of me at this point? They slice your Achilles heel. Oh my! And you're pretty sure God. they they laugh when they do it. <laughs> this is sick. You're eaten alive by uh, the Falcons. I guess they rejected you, or maybe they didn't think you were being respectful enough. But um, they kill you, and because these are the holy uh, Falcons. Uh, you go to bird hell when you die. Bird hell. Yeah, it's basically one of those like uh like a, like a bird cage. Yeah. But um instead of being fed bird food, you're fed lava. <laughs> and you eat lava all day long inside a a bird cage. I you, eat lava. You can't, you can't communicate with anyone else cuz they're all like small sparrows and I or have like no eyes, no teeth. Yeah. And I'm just eating lava. It doesn't taste good at all. Uh, the, well, uh, the birds all get defeated by the Parliament of Cats. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Chaos reigns. What happened to Samantha Billingsbottom? Oh, the one from the uh, those kids. The one, the main one in the trench coat. They all become drug addicts and die. Oh God! What happened to Gronk? Gronk? He gets taken back to his home planet. And Enzo? Enzo's doing fine. <laughs> yeah, Enzo's like, you know. Uh, None of these uh, extraterrestrial. No. Featuring a cap. Are. He's um, working on his act. He's got his head down. He's ready to just kind of, uh, <laughs> you know, work on stuff and get better. Yeah, he's, he's doing fine. But you're in a bird hell where you belong. Eating lava. You're eating chunks of lava. 